May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I think you would have liked Eleanor. Eleanor was in the youth group at St Cuthbert's Parish Church in Edinburgh, where I was the assistant minister many years ago. She was a feisty, intelligent, rebellious teenager with lots of questions about life and faith and God. And she was particularly hacked off by the fact that when she was a baby, her parents had brought her to church for baptism. How dare they, she said, now 17, and determined to be mistress of her own destiny. I never asked them to do this. I want to be in charge of my own life. Thank you very much. Without this imposed stain on my soul. I am outraged, she said, that at some point in my life, without my permission, I was baptised. I want to be free to make my own decisions, shape my own life, form my own allegiances. I don't want to be beholden to anyone, not God, not anyone. I'm sure had the song been around at the time, she might have identified with the themes, I want to say the words I truly feel and not the words of one who kneels. And yet, as we noted, baptism is the sign of our belonging to God. I have called you by name, you are mine. Stamped with his mark, the maker's mark. Well, that was not an idea young Eleanor wanted to entertain. She wanted to be her own woman. She wanted to be free. But how free are we, really? Can we be as free as we like? Or is it not the case that physical, intellectual, cultural, financial, emotional constraints, genetic factors, the facts of life, they limit us, they set boundaries, they define the parameters of our much vaunted freedom. These are hard times for lovers. Everyone wants to be free, says Judy Collins in a fine song, reminding us that commitment phobia is a feature of modern day relationships. And yet the truth is, if you don't tie your heart to one person, you don't perhaps tie it to anyone. And it is in commitment and loyalty and exclusivity and boundaries, cleaving to no other, that really deep and meaningful relationships, adult, grown-up relationships can happen. And the person who claims to have made love to a thousand people has pretty much no idea, no idea at all, about what making love is really like. 
It takes a lot of maturity to recognise that the notion of absolute freedom is a myth, a pipe dream. We are hedged all around with limitations and it is within them that we develop and discover our true self. Physical realities fence us in. Build, appearance, stamina, capacities. We have to cope with these. If you have poor eyesight, I'm sorry, but you're not free to be a fighter pilot. The philosophers call it facticity. If you're five foot three, then you're not free to be six foot three. I rather ran into that brick wall when I went to get some new suits for coming to Geneva. I asked the tailor to give me something that wouldn't make me look like a wee fat short legged Glaswegian. I'm just a tailor, sir, he said, not a magician. I should never have bought my suits in Edinburgh. Again, you might be the future King of England, but if you're going bald, you're going bald. Intellectual limitations constrain us too. Educational abilities, our particular skill set, our bent. You might be hopeless at maths, but good with your hands. You might be good with words, but not so great with people. Still, however, in whatever direction your talents lie, however you are gifted, these are the givens of your makeup. The raw materials that you have to work with, the, the cards that you're dealt and you play with them. Those factors, not any other factors. You can be a joiner or a painter or a mechanic or a surgeon or an accountant or a nurse. According to your gifts. My late father was a gifted painter. Houses, not portraits. Yet give me a paintbrush and wait for mayhem as a paint-splattered Jackson Pollock flies in every direction but the right one. Time limitations and space are immutable realities of our human condition. Unless you're Doctor Who, you can only be in one place at a time. There are still only 24 hours in the day. It still takes 10 weeks to mend a broken leg. And the past is still unrecoverable. Things done are done and cannot be undone. We might wish we could undo them, but we're not free to make it so. Emotional needs are a constant. They're the context in which we conduct our lives. Maslow's famous hierarchy of needs won't go away. We need love and affirmation and fulfillment and meaning, friendship. They mark the boundaries of our being. Outside of them, we cannot be human. This is the law of our existence. Freedom? How much? How so? We're not free to outrun the laws of consequence either. To shrug off the realities of cause and effect. As we sow, we reap. We're not free to be bad and truly happy. We're not free to break the rules and leave no one unhurt. We might kid ourselves on that we can do that, but 
That's a delusion. Circumstances external to our life will also impact on us and we're not free to prevent that happening. Other people's folly in a free universe, their decisions will affect our life and we don't live in a vacuum and we can't. So perhaps the freedom that young Eleanor longed for is more elusive than we might think, more imagined than real. And this all ties in to our connection with God. We are his, the Bible tells us. We are his. And struggle and fight and run, deny and hide and object, ignore and forget and resist this reality as much as we might in the strongest possible terms. But it is still the case that he is our father and we are his children. According to the Bible, that relationship is interwoven into the very fabric of our soul. It is how things stand and nothing can break that profound link. This reality, this unshakable truth holds the universe together. And we can wrestle with God and puff out our chest in refusal and shrug our shoulders in indifference and rejection. But no more than a child can change the fact of its parentage. No more can we alter the fact that we are his and he has called us by name. All our fancied freedom bought at the price of denying him access to our heart, to our story, pushing him to the edges, it doesn't change a thing. All that stubborn resistance changes the reality, not one bit. If it's freedom we're after, though, the Bible also teaches us that if the Son shall make you free, you are free indeed. You know how it is. People want to break free, but they crash like a kite with no anchor, no string, no hold, no control. And we know what people's lives look like when they're out of control. We read about it every day in our newspaper. They make the headline stories. People wanting to show how free they are, bringing disaster crashing down on their head or on the head of some other innocent person. On the other hand, as in the world of kites being held gives the freedom of the skies, so in the world of people and their lives being held by God sets us free to live real lives. If the sun shall make you free, you are free indeed. We want to break free, but we create havoc with our disobedience and our mistakes bring tears to the world and slash a great wound in the tapestry of the human story. We're going to sing a great hymn. Make me a captive, Lord, and then I shall be free. It's a a hymn that's full of seeming paradoxes and contradictions and and yet like all good poetry it takes us into the very beating heart of truth I sink in life's alarms when by myself I stand imprison me within thine arms and strong shall be my hand 
It was a hot summer's day, and all the doors were open, and a little bird had flown into the, into the sitting room. And now it was in big trouble, because it couldn't get out. It was battering itself to exhaustion against the window pane. It was going to die unless someone could capture it and hold its trembling body in strong, kind hands and feel its heart beating and trembling and then take it to the door and set it free. Put yourself in God's hands. Feel safe there. Put yourself in God's hand and taste his freedom. For he has called you by name and you are his. In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.